That's a that's a decent thing. Welcome to the special. Welcome. How's that's it going? It's gonna be, we're just gonna be, we're just doing this really quick this week. Yeah. Um, happy Wednesday. Friday we got uh, Diana Steele. Yeah, another Edmonton show. mayoral candidate coming in. Uh, should be a really fun time. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we just kind of read through her platform and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're thinking of some pretty fun questions. So. Uh, this week, I uh, really didn't come in with a plan for the special, but, uh, you know, just the topical things to discuss. I think, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> Kenny visited a Ford dealership, uh, pretty much unannounced to most of the staff. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, my buddy works there and he's like, I, I just saw Jason Kenny. I'm like, no way. And oh, he's like, wow. Yeah. That's he, one of those times where I'm like, I'll take the 20. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. You could probably get out like 10 years good behavior, you know, if yeah. you don't use a weapon. Also, I'd be a hero. I'd be the next mayoral candidate then. Oh, gosh. Oh, shit. Is that how it works? You have to like... That's like Highlander rules. Yeah, like yeah. Highlander rules. Thank there, you. there can be only one, right? You know? <laughs> he cut his head off all of a sudden. <laughs> there you go. He's like spirit dragon flies India. The yeah. spirit dragon. The spirit yeah. of think, Kenny. I think the other thing that happened this week that was really interesting because <laughs> it got a lot of traction in Canada. And then uh, two days ago, it got more traction. So Hinshaw at the beginning of the week came out and basically said, well, we're going to have to learn to live with COVID, which is true to a degree. Yeah. But basically like, oh, we need to reduce all the measures that we're taking and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that semen in your black eye? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys, you guys seen? Oh, I just cut out there. I have no idea what that reference is, but no. Uh, it uh, references South Park when, oh. uh, when uh, Mr. Garrickson becomes Trump and oh. <laughs> all of a sudden all of his like chief of staff have like blankets over them and like black eyes and like jizz dripping oh, on them. Geez. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I feel like that's the conversation that Kenny had with Hinshaw there and all of a sudden, you know, we're like the Florida of Canada. And, what did you uh, did, did you see the fucking Alberta um uh licensing body for, for health practitioners came out and said, uh, we don't support what Hinshaw is saying. Yeah, so, you, like, you, basically you separated that. themselves. Yeah. 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 And I thought that well, was really I don't, interesting. I don't, even, I don't even think Hinshaw supports what she's saying. You know, uh, I, I think this has just become so politicized. And, you know, it, it sucks because if you do any moderate research of the Delta variant, yeah. uh, you, you, sh- you basically uh, see that this virus is again mutated into a much more infectious virus. And uh, the pace at which this virus is mutating is astounding. Well, I think um, further than that, what, one of the things that bugged me is if you read her whole explanation and then her write-up in the Calgary Herald the next day because she got a lot of backlash yeah. about it, like there is no point in which she acknowledges the fact that one-third of this province are just dumb fucks afraid of needles, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a problem. And... and She's like, oh, well, well, because think- of improved vaccination efforts, we'll sh- we should be able to reduce. Okay, well, you guys are making what, what the improved- effort. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. 30% of this province is still a bunch of dumb fucks. The only way we're going to improve vaccination efforts of those guys is literally like hiring people with blow darts. I would say it's yeah. a condition of your gun license. Uh, 
Jesus. There you go. You Holy get it almost shit. immediately. You'll get all of those dumb fucks in there. I don't. I don't God. think. If you want to use it at a safe injection site, or if you want to have a gun license, all of a sudden, or if you want to own a pickup truck, hmm. those yeah. three things. If you, I guarantee, though, if you get those three people and make it a condition of license, you've now maybe have two percent left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I. I just don't understand how this became a, a, a discussion of freedom versus the government. It's like. <laughs> You know, I, like I was saying a few podcasts ago, it's like you've got these truckers that have a uh, have these echo chambers now, yeah, and their opinions are somehow more valid than you know a guy that's devoted or a girl that's devoted all of their life to researching virus and researching how these communicable diseases traffic. Well, even and, just the word research doesn't even make sense when it comes out of a lot of people's well, mouths. Studied, you know? Oh, like, I did my research. No, you research. Googled something. That's not what research is. Yeah. You didn't do any peer Did you go to the studies. U of A library? Did you, you talk to somebody with a doctorate or a master's degree or an undergraduate? You didn't even do or? the bare minimum of looking up no, the source material. No, I talked to my buddy Chuck, who fucking... works on my Kenworth, oh, and yeah. he tells me that they got a microprocessor chip that they put in the 5G and I don't want that juice in my body. And you just like sit there and, and you know, and the it, weird it, thing is they're going to be like, yeah, fuck. because I don't want, uh, they're going to track us like China. They want to make us like China. And then this, this device it, in my hands does all those things and more. Yeah. And holding up his cell phone. I guarantee <laughs> you, I guarantee you all these fucking numpties, you know, have, uh, you know, what, have you seen the freedom phone? It doesn't, doesn't no. make sense. No, you haven't, haven't seen the Freedom? I oh, have my not God. Seen the we should almost phone? do this live where you guys Google the fucking commercial right now because freedom it is so phone. funny. It's coming out of the United States, like and it's freedom like a mobile? right-wing, hardcore... No, it is Freedom Phone. Freedom Mobile is just like a, a subsidiary in Canada. Freedom Phone. The Freedom Phone is like... Oh, our app store doesn't block any apps. So basically, so you can get parlor and other shit on there. But, oh but oh, the beauty thing American is by not policing. By oh, yeah. But by not policing any apps, you're not policing any apps. So it's Virus City. And not only that, that's a fucking cell phone that sells for $110 in China that uh, just got rebranded. The Freedom Phone with the American flags, not oh made it's anywhere. $499.99. I know. It, all they do is buy a cheap, shitty the uh, Chinese phone. phone it's a free speech it. and privacy first focused phone. Who do you think, who, who do you think speaking speech in apps. favor of it right now? Is it candace owens is it your whole hit list of everybody you like probably. there adam yeah they're all getting so stupid like what's this whole thing where you have to follow your party like oh. they they're idiots they're fucking idiots and you're like they're just cheering them on yeah come on ben shapiro you're better than this no you're not large yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, I, I just, mean, I just, don't know the guy. But. He, he never wanted an honest conversation. Fuck. He never does. No. Like, Is that a, you that's any, a- any conversation he goes into, like, I've been watching a little more of him. Like, when he yeah. tore apart that, like, 16-year-old trans lady and that fucking, oh, yeah. like, speak against the students kind of thing, I was just sitting there like, you didn't, you, you intentionally set that up like because he starts going on like well how old are you and she's like 19 he's like well why aren't you 60 i'm like no no this is not what we're discussing yeah. ben shapiro this is we're not discussing age we're discussing sexuality but then he merged those topics and, and then he's that- gonna say something well, like facts not feelings when it's like well it is biological fact that mm-hmm. uh, through enzymes and other neuro neurological science that we know that there are more two genders conservatives feel like there aren't 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you want to play facts, not feelings, if you want to not cancel people, then follow your little pillow salesman into the fucking I just of feel hell. like it, you but, have two choices in modern society now. You can agree with those people and move on, or you can steamroll over them with your own thoughts and opinions. And there's fucking... No middle ground there anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like the the more famous people get, the more wealthy they get, the less they give a fuck about like other people's thoughts and opinions. Yeah. And you know, like it's just becoming evident. Like when we're, you know, I'm I'm reaching out to these mayoral candidates, and uh, you know, I'm getting the I'm getting the runaround now from fucking uh, Mike Nickel. They said, "Oh, we're gonna listen to your podcast, and we're gonna call you back." I haven't got a phone call back. You know, yeah. but uh, these small candidates that you know are a little more fringe are actually doing the democratic thing and coming on our show and discussing their policies yeah. and you know doing what a leader should fucking do. Well, it was obvious that like you know? like I mean we we discussed this last time when we were talking uh, to Breezy, but it was it was one of those things where like Oshri didn't even hide the fact that he's like, oh, you have someone on the left there, fuck a conversation. Yeah, yeah. right, like. I, I don't even know if that was Oshri or one of his campaign managers. Yeah, either way, or, it's sackless. At, at this point, like he doesn't have a phone number on his page. If you want to not be covered in mud, there, bud, come on in. Yeah, uh, like the invitation yeah, is open. If yeah. it wasn't you, come on on. Yeah. Like I, I, I promise, I'll play gentle. Yeah, like, like fuck, all fuck. we're all we're trying to do here is have an honest conversation with candidates that are gonna run this city. We basically you know? got tired of all the flowery language when we read these things like, oh, we wanna end homelessness and we wanna spark How? business. How? And we wanna we wanna make it Edmonton a place for people to grow up together. Mm-hmm. How? How on all of those? Yeah. What are you going to do actually? Because you can't both give tax breaks to businesses and yeah. homelessness and end drug addiction all at yeah. once while improving infrastructure. And, and those I mean, need tax dollars. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna also balance the budget. Oh, okay. So what we're going to do is fucking stumble into a pot of gold. What we need to do is have conversations with these people and hold their feet against the fire. And it's nice that we can do that with a few, but it also yeah. sucks that the people that are coming on are, and I'm, I think quite, quite genuinely, are are better people. Yeah, like they're they're non politicians. It's one of the reasons why they're more willing to come on. They, well, I, I I disagree with that. I think politicians well, I think nowadays yeah. are non politicians. Oh, I agree. That's you know, what I, mean. I think. I think this is just like an oligarchy. Yeah, and you know, I've been saying that for a few podcasts I was say, now, yeah, many times. And you know, the more the more I dive into this stuff, the more I feel that that's the case. Yeah, you know, I, I I think I started this podcast a little more of a right leaning perspective, and you know, the more I dive into just pro business, the more I see that government and lobbying and pro business and all this shit just all ties together to make money, and that's yeah. it. I mean, uh, wealthy people aren't helping out the, the the common good anymore. Well, you don't. You're not seeing any wealthy people. Like, how many fucking Americans and high uh, a, a plus level celebs came out? Uh, uh, because they wanted to be involved in the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion, yeah, and they wanted to have their names attached to that. Thanks, Margot Robbie. By the way, you have several tens of millions of dollars from the movies that you've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to contribute anything to bettering the lives of people, or do you just like alliteration, like yeah. just out of curiosity? Because and it's not a shot at Margot. She's, I, I, it's yeah, it's a fun thing. Oh, cool, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. 
But it's more just these these people that want to be involved. They don't do fuck all. They don't actually help out the system. Is the the no. system if, or if the situation? If Nathan Fillion wanted to do it, he'd do it himself. Well, and Oshri talks and about just... all of his boys having money and him having money, and like, oh, okay, well, if you have money, then why is the infrastructure shitty? Yeah, I, I don't think right? having money is something you should hold up to status anymore. No, you know, I, I think if you're rich, I mean, you should really check how you got that. I think and there's I, a <laughs> there's like basic level statistics you can use. Like if you are rich. At the, in this day and age, there is a strong chance you are unethical and undeserving, or or a combination of both, mm-hmm. right? Because e- there, it's very unlikely that you made it yourself. Mm-hmm. It was most likely that you're undeserving and just had it handed to you from parents and yep. never actually worked. Oh, but I actually did work. I apprenticed under him, and then he sent me to my uncle's. But yeah, it doesn't matter. You never actually had to fucking throw in a resume. You didn't have to spend three hours writing a goddamn tailored uh, cover letter for companies. Maybe 250 plus companies to do that. So, like, that kind of stuff was never something that you actually had to deal with before. And I think that that's one of the things that, that gets me the most about dealing with the wealthy people now is they have this sense of entitlement, like they've earned it. Like, they deserve it. And, you know, I'd understand that if the world was more industrialist and you had this ability to start your own company and just take over the world. But nowadays, there's just so much government involvement with business and the lobbying side of things just down in the States. I mean, you're up against... Like these humongous marketing giants. Yeah, you don't like, stand a chance in the U.S. No, yeah, or yeah, and it's it's creeping up here every day more and more. And like, well, there were what, opportunities. What terrifies me? I was driving home from Victoria with my wife, and you know, we were we were kind of having the discussion, like, well, why the fuck are we living in Alberta? Yeah. You know, and it, it just it just came up, and you know, I might have been pushing the narrative a little. More than she cared for. Uh, in a we're gonna move out together. Keep uh, the podcast going to BC, buddy. Like Ooh. here's here's the thing. Like this is Kenny two years into his five year term. Yeah. Like what the fuck is this guy gonna be like when he's grasping at straws trying to hold things together? Yeah. Like you look at what Trump did. It, it, he was a little more. I honestly want to say laid back than Kenny has been up here. Kenny has gone out attacking teachers, attacking nurses, cutting nurses' payback. Well, Trump, all Trump these... was doing just cutting everything Obama did. That was really well, weird. yeah. And then sure. he was like at, on the way uh, on his way out the door. He was like, "Hey, you know how we improved mm-hmm. Cuba over the last few years? Let's make things worse." But but yeah, but yeah. here's here's the thing though. I mean, everybody that voted for Trump expected that. Yeah. Everybody that's voted for Kenny is standing on the sidelines like. What the fuck? I wouldn't there, say everybody. Uh, I've had far too many conversations with people Guaranteed. still defending there's, there's, him. Uh, there's, there's a portion of those voters that are just going to be, you know, his diehard fans. But I think most of the, you know, kind of swing vote people have definitely kind of looked at this and they were like, why? Why? Like, we're going after nurses after a pandemic. Yeah. Now we're going to be going after our teachers. Like, I guarantee you there's probably going to be a strike if they want to touch that pay. Yeah. And this is after I wouldn't blame two but years of kids not getting a good education at all. I still all. think that's what Kenny wants. Yeah, yeah well, I, it, I, absolutely. Because it I plays completely into his agree. Hand. Because he wants to privatize schools and hospitals. Yeah. And he wants to do the Wexit thing if he gets enough votes. And he wants to be the guy in charge of that. It's a landlocked province. Like, mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're sitting on top of Stupid. the largest military in the world. If Quebec separated, it would be less than 24 hours until they be either either got completely bulldozed or mm-hmm. became a United States. 
And I don't want like, to become just, I don't want to become American up here. No, no, and it's a horrible. Uh, honestly, idea. that's what's going to happen. Like it, it, it'll be like, oh well, what do we, what, what, what do we do? And then you know, half of Kenny's buddies, I'm sure, are U.S. citizens. Yeah, you know, like this this whole privatizing the privatization mantra comes from somewhere. Well, you all know, the and, big business guys you know, in Alberta by, seem to have friends in, in well, the U.S. By scaling back our pay to these nurses, we're going to lose nurses. Uh, we're going to lose the quality of care. Uh, wait lists are going to be longer. And then all he has to do is some clever marketing on, oh, look at the private system. It sucks. Well, I think also... And it's just like, it sucks all- because of you, you fuck. Well, <laughs> you also, know? like, unheard through this is the fact that the cost of schooling has gone up pretty drastically, too, in just the last two years. Yeah, the quality has now- definitely not gone up. Well, but not only that, it's not even the quality, it's the cost plus the fact that their pay is being reduced actually puts them into a prisoner position once mm-hmm. they're in the marketplace so that they can't leave. That's the goal, right? To force oh, wow. them to work. But that's that's what the private system does, right? Mm-hmm. The private system basically forces you to work. Like, I, yeah. I still have hilarious conversations weekly with the owner of the company who who's like, oh, I don't understand why people don't want to work. And I'm yeah, that that really? that, is, that is one of your major flaws. Yeah. You don't understand the fact that people don't mm. like they business owners that are boomers feel entitled to have people excited about their jobs. Mm-hmm. That is insane to me. Like you want uh, you you feel entitled to having passion. You know what? That's though? insane. You don't do anything to inspire passion. You know what? You though? see the like, movies we're watching now. Yeah. Do you know? Do you see the level of our entertainment, our video games, and everything? And you want me to be passionate about selling footwear or about yeah, yeah. about making cappuccinos? But, but here's the you thing want, that here's about the thing bagging that the groceries. Boomers yeah. don't understand. You know, once they get to those positions of ownership or general management or upper management, CEO, executive, whatever, they they just assume that they can do what the higher generations did above them, put their feet up and let the company run itself. And, oh, we'll just, we'll push these guys like I was pushed. Yeah. No. I got into that with the other manager that I had. When when they were in the, you know, minimum wage kind of position or, you know, middle management kind of position that most millennials are in nowadays, they had pension, they had benefits, they had unions, they had, you know, an education that cost four grand. Cars were five, houses were a hundred. Yeah. You know, interest rates were a little higher. And boohoo, if you couldn't fucking save back then, like really? You also you, you didn't could, have a credit score, yeah, so it didn't really it matter. It didn't fucking matter. You could still you, apply, you, you, you just paid higher interest you in made general. Four hundred dollars a week. Oh, 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 but you know, houses were a hundred and twenty grand max yeah. for a livable house. Like you could sit in a rental property paying maybe, you know, three hundred bucks a month back then. Yep. Groceries, a whole cart was fifty dollars. You know, how how do we compete with this? Well, when wages have only gone up a couple dollars, they've stripped away unions, they've stripped away uh, pensions and all these plans that keep people in place and motivate them. And then they look at you and they're like, well, why, why, aren't, you, uh, why aren't you passionate about coming to work? I've well, done all this. Well, yeah, maybe the job you did was very similar to what we're doing now, but the pay scale is a lot different. Yeah, The care for the employee is a lot different. You know, I, I find that just the globalization of culture too lately yeah. has allowed these employers to say, you know what, we don't want to hire uh, our own countrymen. We want to bring Alberta in- Alberta wants to import people. I've saw, I've seen yeah, that. That's it, yeah, insane. It happens yeah. a lot uh, in uh, the cooking industry. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of Filipinos. I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, hundred percent in the uh, orchard industry yeah. in BC as and well. The, well, not the, right, not the, this year with in fires, the rig well industry too. A lot of those guys that come to work on the rigs are from the Ukraine. 
Yeah. There's a guy that lives up in, uh, I, I think, just north of Niskew. Uh, I think it was Royal Drilling or whatever. He uh, he used to hire like exclusively Ukrainians. Hmm. Uh, he, he'd go back to the home country, say, hey, Baba, let's go. We're going to make like, you know, 50K. And when you go back home, you're, you're living in camp. You don't have to spend any money. We feed you. Yeah. You come back home with like stacks. Yeah. And all that money leaves It's like country. basically how China and Japan get Canadians to go and teach English in, in their countries. But yeah. they pay us way, 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 way fucking less than yeah. we uh, uh, we pay other people to come work here. Yeah. And but the I other, think the other thing that's just boiled my blood lately this week, I know we don't have a lot of time left, sure, sure. is the fucking Olympics. Okay. Like, what yeah. is What is the point? Oh what is God. the fucking point now? I'm sorry. Like Tokyo literally had to import like I think twenty five thousand slave labor North Koreans to build these buildings. And if you haven't looked that up, look up uh, Cash for Kim. I didn't Just know that. That's look crazy. it up. The, the only way they could put these buildings up in Tokyo at the pace that they wanted to was to literally go to North Korea. And you know North Korea loves this shit. Anytime they have a building project, they always low cut the fuck out of all their competition. Oh, of course. Because what they do is they basically set up North Korea <laughs> in these countries. They, they they build these like shitty residence uh, places, or they rent out like you know a a floor of an apartment building, and then they put all their workers in there in these haphazard conditions, and then they just turn and burn them until the project's done. They don't pay them. They threaten these people's families, and it goes three generations in North Korea. So if you Jeez. even like take a long lunch break there, and they assume you're trying to escape. All of a sudden, you're in a truck, you're in the ocean, your family's in a concentration camp. And these are the people that are putting these fucking... uh, uh, This is the other side of it, too. Like, what does it matter who the fastest person on the planet is? I mean, I think that it's kind of like... I think if you go back to when when these were first held, like sure. there's some cool things in like during World War II, the fact that a, a black uh, a, like black teams were going against Hitler mm-hmm. was pretty fucking cool, yeah. right? So I felt I feel like there's some interesting aspects to it there where like you can break down barriers and challenge it, and it was almost like when we didn't have the ability to see the rest of the world and communicate and all of that, like through technology like we do today yeah that was a glimpse into another another but it's country. only it's only for not... the, it's only for the pedigree mm. of athletes like yeah. we're building these mega complex oh, multi-million and dollar we have places someone at the door so and uh we'll be right back yeah i think you know what on that note we're gonna wrap it up right now because uh we've got to prepare for our next interview but uh we really appreciate you guys tuning in on the wednesday and uh come back on friday and we'll have diana Steele here for you guys Uh, Until then, have a great week.